0: In a world where God is dying, four heathens come to deliver the final nails in the coffin. From the depths of hell, Satan sends four puppets of the imperialist West and the Zionist Jews against God, Islam, and tiny kittens to bring you their propaganda and conspire for a new world order. This is Secular Jihadists from the Middle
1: East.
2: Good evening, everyone. Um, welcome to the Secular Jihadist Podcast. I'm your host, Faisal Saad Al-Mutair, who's gonna coordinate many of the questions today, because um, I am happens to be bilingual, not bisexual. And uh, with us, we have the usual suspects of the podcast. We have Yasmin Muhammad, uh, confessions of an ex-Muslim. Hello, Yasmin.
3: Hello, Faisal, and hello, everybody
2: and uh with us we have Ali Ruizvi, the author of the atheist Muslim and he has a speech in Ohio coming soon at the end of the month uh please don't bomb yes. him and don't tear him to chicken kebab uh he's, he's <laughs> uh he's a good guy at least on weekends and with us we have uh armin navabi armin, needs no, armin needs no he is not armen no is he's the the deputy director of the Mujahideen Khalq Iran, MEK, which is a recognized (laughs) terrorist group by the State Department, but also happens to be a revolutionary group supported by Saddam Hussein against the Iranian Islamic regime. Um, Ahla. And hello, Armin. And with us, we have, I mean, I don't know if there is one word to describe this woman we have today. I would consider her to be one of the bravest, extraordinary, amazing um and very um how to say very strong and also try, trying her best to uh, to make out of very little. Um and she is I would definitely nominate her to be the most inspiring woman of the decade, not all of the year but the decade. Um, so I'm going to start some of the questions in Arabic and I'm going to talk to her in Arabic. Um, oh, you you haven't mentioned her name, should I? Go ahead. So the, yeah, so the name of the guest, you probably <laughs> have guessed is going to be the title of the podcast is Ansaf <laughs> Haider. And ahlan say Ensaf, كيف الحال؟ Ahlan,
0: tamam.
2: Shukran ala jeek the podcast tabna walau huwa shwaya majnoon أهلاً من الماءين أنا
3: الم...
2: <تصفيق> <تصفيق> سرفتينا بوجودك. أهلاً سرفتينا فااا ف... ف... إنه بس من الناس ممكن ما يعرفون إنه أنت زوجة رائف بداوي اللي هو يعتبر <تصفيق> من ال... من أحسن الكتاب من العالم العربي من البوغرز أمم سؤالنا الأول إنه so
1: I, I just can you read the question so what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to the way we're going to do this in Saf basically speaks uh, Arabic, so we're going to have uh, translations going on, so you're going to hear uh, bits of Arabic, and Saf will answer in Arabic, and Faisal is going to present her with the questions, and so will Yaz, because Armin and I have very little Arabic. The only thing I know is Moya uh, barid <laughs> which is cold water, right? Insaf uh, Dudi taught me that, so that's that was my Dudi is Raif's son, um, and uh, so this is uh, the Insaf is the wife of Rave Badawi, and he is the uh, he's the blogger um, who is imprisoned in Saudi Arabia. He has a ten year uh, sentence, uh, along with and he was also sentenced to a thousand lashes, of which he received fifty of them uh, in early twenty fifteen, and uh so far thankfully uh, they had they haven't continued that sentence but you never know with the saudis so uh, Insof works tirelessly uh, day in day out to um for his release uh, as as are, are all of us and we're working for and she's also a very good friend of ours um rife and is they have three wonderful children um and uh, this is a really 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 tough ordeal for them and uh, we're really really honored to have and Saf on the podcast with us, so and not um, to
2: forget, he, he's also happens to be the prisoner of conscience of Amnesty International.
1: He is, and he is a Nobel Peace Prize nominee. So he was also no, nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, so th- we're we're extremely honored. Uh, and to, he has a
3: he has a street named after him as well.
1: He does, yeah. And uh, so we're extremely honored to have, um, you know, just arrive and and Saf uh, to hear among our friends and we're very honored uh Insaf uh, to have you on uh, here on the podcast and and we're going to start Fessel's first going to start by asking her how uh, about Raif we're going to get an update on how Raif is doing and how his health and his morale is. so Fessel go ahead
2: say then saf كيف كيف حال كيف حال وكيف الوضع
0: سنين, she said he's
3: he's been in prison for five years, so obviously he's he's not doing well, not not physically or mentally.
2: So what she's saying is that the situation is bad, he's in prison for five years his mental health is is really bad and his mental health is also affecting his physical health so i'm i'm putting the translation on the side um, and كيف كيف حال كيف حال how
3: are the children doing,
0: how are the children doing? <laughs> أولادي في سن So the kids are no longer young anymore, they're not little, they.
3: They're they're teenagers and they they need their dad and they they need their their parents together and they're obviously missing something very important from their lives, and they're going to school and they have holidays just like everybody else. They're living their lives day to day, but um, obviously there there's a there's a huge huge hole. There's something missing from their lives, right?
1: Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, it's a it's a really really tough situation. We we're going to but um, now Ensaaf, uh, we're going to go into some of the additional questions um, and uh, just for the sake of the audience uh, to know that uh, we did uh, talk about some things in advance because of the uh, the language difficulty. So we're going to start with those basics and build on them. Um, so let, let's go ahead and start with uh, the questions. First one.
3: So Ensaaf, please tell us about. Um, what it's been like for you making a new home for you and your children in canada so how have you felt have you felt supported by your new country how has that whole process been for you
2: اخبرنا عن انشاء منزل جديد لك ولأطفالك في كندا كيف الحال في كندا وهل شعرت بدعم من البلد الجديد أو البيت الجديد اللي هو كندا
0: في الحقيقة ما في شعور يوصف كم المعاناة اللي اللي واجهتها من بداية ما قدمت على طلب اللجوء إلى ما وصلت على كندا بس الأحسن شيء أنه أشكر الكنديين وأشكر أهلي الكبكوا هنا أنهم فعلا دعموني حتى في أبسط الأمور يعني وأصغرها في كل احتياجاتنا يعني دائرة الهجرة في كيبك كانوا مهتمين جدا فينا بس دائما كنت أنا في لما كنا نتنقل من بيت لبيت في, في السعودية كان دائما رائف بجنبي يعني هذه أول مرة أنا أكون فيها أسس
3: so, and Saf is saying that she's, she's very grateful for her Canadian family, her Quebecois family especially. They've been very supportive. And when she was in Saudi Arabia, having to move from house to house, you know, obviously dealing with uh, the, they've been dealing with this issue in Saudi Arabia before they came to Canada, right? So, but the whole time she was dealing with all of that in Saudi Arabia, she had Raif by her side, so she wasn't alone. But coming to Canada was was much scarier because now she's alone and she's got these three children with her. So you can just imagine what what that would have been like for her. So, she's very grateful that her uh, that she has developed a support system in Canada. To help her and her kids,
2: and she mentioned that uh, that she have suffered a lot, in, like especially in her application for asylum and refugee from the United Nations Commit- Commission of Refugees, which is actually the same one that I have applied from, by the way, and and she applied in the country of Lebanon in Beirut until. So she said that she started the conversation by saying that it's been a very long journey of suffering, uh, of how how much she had to suffer. Going all the way from Saudi Arabia to uh, Canada, and and the the situation in Beirut, and and the United Nations Commission for Refugees. Um, for, so I should move to the second question. Go ahead, Yasmin.
3: Thank you, Faisal. Uh, so the next question we're going to ask, actually, and Saf, is we're going to get right into this political question now, and we're wondering if you're if you're disappointed by Trudeau. So we know it was it was under the Conservative government of of Harper that um, she got asylum in in Canada, and Trudeau promised when he was going through his campaign that he would help and and he would help Raif, and he said it would be a priority to get Raif out of prison. But ever since he got elected, he actually changed his tune completely, and he said it's not a priority. So our question for you and Saf is. Tell us how you feel about Trudeau and and the disappointment around that situation.
2: So, the question in Arabic is, هل تشعرين أمل اتجاه السيد جاستن ترودو?
3: هو مش سيّد ولا هو
2: مش رئيس على سيّد.
0: نعم ولا. نعم لأن الجهد المبذول ليس على ولا دائماً أنتظر وأتوقع
2: yeah, so she's saying yes and no uh yes that is uh the demand is is kind of fulfilling less than what is what is demanded um because I expect a lot so, so sorry so she's she's saying that what is uh, his work is less that what is expected, and I'm waiting and expecting more from our prime minister,
1: and that is in that case it's true though okay and and uh, i have uh, the next question is related to this <clears throat> so um uh, the vessel you can help me out here so the question is uh, how how should we deal with justin trudeau so he as Yas said, he did pledge support for rife as when he was an m um, p as a, a member of parliament and a and a candidate um and he still says that Rife will be an honorary Canadian citizen as soon as he is released, but he has also been really. Squeamish about pushing the Saudis, so he hasn't been pushing the Saudis since he was elected as prime minister so our approach how should our approach i mean he is prime minister should we be aggressive or should we try and continue a dialogue with him or apply pressure in a more diplomatic way um how should we what is the tone that you're using with him
2: uh, okay ك... كنديين أو أمريكان يتعامل مع... مع تودو اللي هو تقديم الدعم لرائف نائبا لل... لل... للحزب تبعه مرشحا هو ما يزال يقول بأن رائف سيكون مواطنا كنديا فخور فيه ويكمن طلاق صراحة, ولا... صراحة ولكن لكنه كان أيضا ساخنا بشكل خاص على دفع السعوديين إلى هذا منت... منذ انتخابه رئيس الوزراء هل ينبغي لنا ندعوه يكون ب... بقوة وشراصة ضد السعوديين أو... أو... أو أكثر ديبلوماسية
0: سأقول حقيقة ما أشعر به باتجاه السيد درود في مطلع العام 2015 كانت أول مرة ألتقي فيه استقبلني بحفاوة بالغة في مكتبه. أتك... أتك... أتذكر إلى الآن كلامه جيداً وكم التعاطف اللي اظهره تجاه قضيتي حينها كان زحيم للحزب الليبرالي لم يكن حزبه انذاك يملك أغلبية تمكنه من رئاسه الحكومة أو تزعم المعارضة الرسمية في البرلمان الفيدرالي مع ذلك أحسست أن ذلك الرجل سيفعل الكثير من أجل ضمان عودة رائف إليه في كندا ظللت على هذا الإحساس حتى بعد أن قالت لي إحدى صديقاتي أنه يجب علي أن أهتم بمحاولة الحصول على دعم رئيس الوزراء السابق هاربر أو زعيم المعارضة توماس مولكير. الآن وبعد مرور سنتين لا لدي نفس ذلك الإحساس الغريب وما قابلته بعد عدة أشهر خلال زيارتي كان في في بداية سنة 2000 و17 في مدينتي هنا في شانغوراك وعاد لي نفس الاحساس ولا زال الاحساس دائما احس انه ممكن انه راح يفعل شيء بس متى مش عارفه
2: uh, so should you ask to do this or
3: no you go ahead and do it i understood some of it but some parts of it you're i missed a, you're
2: a fake arab of color uh <laughs> let me actually sorry <laughs> let me um so she's saying that I'm. I'm gonna be honest with you. Of of what I really think about uh, Justin Trudeau, um, on the uh, beginning of the year of 2015 was the first time that I, um, I met him, and he he met me with a great uh, how to say empathy or uh, he
3: took selfies with her.
2: Well, he, I mean, hour uh, means like he took her like great uh, in energy, uh, maybe the right word. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like,
3: he was very friendly and positive. The thing is about our about our Justin Trudeau is that he really likes to take selfies with people. So he took some mm-hmm. selfies with Enceph and he posted them on Twitter.
2: Yeah. So he says mm-hmm. she says like uh, I I remember his words very well and what he said to me and 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 compassion towards uh, her cause. At the time, he was the leader of the Liberal Party. Uh, the, the Liberal Party was not uh the kind of them it was in, it didn't hold the majority of the parliament so he was not the prime minister um uh, and he was the head of the opposition at the parliament and mm-hmm. at that time i had a feeling that um, um this man which is Justin Trudeau prime minister trudeau uh will uh, will do a lot to secure uh Reif and bring him to canada i um i s- maintained that feeling Afterwards, and uh, so she said, like she, some of my friends said that I should get the support of former president Harper, sorry, former minister Harper, and
3: uh, yeah. So, so Prime Minister Harper is the Prime Minister that was right before Trudeau,
1: and he was from the Conservative Party. I see. Yeah. Okay.
3: So her friends told her that she should get Harper's support.
1: After
2: two years, I still had the same feeling I have when I met him, in in uh, in, um, in when he came into my city in Cherbourg. Um, so yep. yeah, um, so that's 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 what she says. She said that until today, I I have that she's having the same feeling that he might actually do something to help my uh, to help my husband.
3: She said something about Thomas Mulcair, who was the NDP candidate. Do you remember what that was?
2: Yeah. So she said that uh, that her friend asked her that I should reach out to former Prime Minister Harvard and the leader of the opposition, Tom McClure.
3: Oh, Okay. So her friends were telling her it's not good enough to just get Justin's word, but to see if their other leaders would be supportive.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, And then she said, uh, and that's like in the translation that was sent to me. And then she said, uh, some other politicians like Senator uh, Marco Rubio have expressed their support to Raiffe cause the same way that Trudeau was. But the problem is that the moment they start getting in moral leadership positions, um, they become, they start getting less effective uh, and uh, less honest. And uh, we we saw yeah, that. I think
3: that was Ali's.
2: We saw that with a Trump, uh, and uh...
3: Um, so I think that's Ali's next question.
1: Yeah, actually, I, she she answered it. I I think that's good. So because uh, my question was the same thing that now Marco Rubio has a, actually been a very vocal supporter of Rife as a senator. Uh, Marco Rubio is a Republican senator in the U.S. Just like Trudeau was when Trudeau was an MP. But uh, I, but my question was the same thing that you know, it, 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 do you notice this pattern that when they're in the government, they're senators and MPs, and they they make big promises, but they're they're a lot more limited when they get in power. So she answered that I I, I assume. But there's another part. Actually, Faisal um, was reading under- that question. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, the the yeah the second second part of of that uh, to uh, Insaf, the. I I know that Rife thinks that of all the world leaders, not just the politicians like Rubio and when Trudeau was a candidate, but actually world leaders, uh, the one that uh, he says actually talked to um, the Saudi royalty, the Saudi king, was Angela Merkel. So he he seemed uh, he, he he seemed uh, to be hopeful about uh, Angela Merkel. Or, I mean that's my understanding of it. So is that true? Have you have you noticed that uh, Angela Merkel actually? Uh, of Germany um, actually is is more helpful or uh, it, for Raif's cause? Can you talk about that? So,
2: uh, state, state, when, when from, uh, so say, Michael the how is the that some the 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 ممكن هي واحدة من قادة العالم الوحيدين اللي, اللي تحكي عن القضية السعودية وقضيه رائف أنه كانت مساعدة للقضية
0: بصراحه مثل ما قلت يعني أنه مشكلتي مع سياسيين مع بعض السياسيين يحاولوا أنهم يستغلوا قضية رائف في, في الانتخابات في, في أي حدث يعني في, في النهاية يعني السنة اللي فاتت يعني مثال جتني مكالمة من آه من آه آه زعيم أو من آه فدرالي آه كان مرشح في رئاسة أو مرشح حاله طلب مني إني استقبله في بيتي مع صحفيين وأنا ما قد سمعت باسمه من قبل ولا ولا قد شفته من قبل. فما ما, ما 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 وافقت وبعد كده اتواصل معايا إنسان كمان اعرفه فقال لي انه رح يجي عندي فجاء وفعلا يعني كان كل الموضوع انه صور وما صور وجديده وصحافه والعالم Alam واليوم الثاني طبعا الجرايد انه فلان رايس يعني بعد اختفت
3: إلى الآن. I can translate that Faisal I'll give you a bit of a break uh so and Saf is saying that that all politicians pretty much end up um disappointing her because they come all excited and enthusiastic and wanting to come over and, and take pictures and paparazzi and and it gets in the newspapers that they're trying to help her and trying to help if but then they just disappear after that so it's it's all about it's all about PR really they're just she feels like they're just using her and there's no actual there's no bite there's just bark you know what I mean like they're not they're not actually doing anything they're just talking about doing something for the pr
0: بالنسبه الاوروبي ف... عن جد يعني انا اعجز عن في في دعم قضية المانيا وبما انكم ذكرتوا كمان آ... آ... فعن جد هذا انسان رائع رائع جدا وقضية... من الثاني يحكي عنها.
3: So she really, really appreciates and respects, and really likes Marco Rubio. He seems to be um, yeah, the only I. politician. He seems to be the only politician that is not, you know, full of hot air. So yes. And so, she said something about European politicians, especially Germany. I, I missed so, that. So I she's, didn't
2: she's saying that she's uh, she is uh, talking about the European side. I am very thankful for their support, and especially the support of the German. Uh, Governments, and she mentioned Mm -hmm. that uh, U.S. Senator Marco Rubio as one of the people who's also um, helpful,
3: genuinely helpful, genuinely
2: helpful. And I think, to my credit, I think I played a role in making that happen when I was working in my former organization. So I, now
3: I wish Rubio was the president.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, now anything could anyone would make us happy.
1: Um, yeah that's that's
4: a good point. Yeah.
1: So uh, but it's it's true like uh, these uh, a lot of these politicians unfortunately um even the liberal ones who speak out is very I think the only person who's actually talked about this as a leader not just as a politician in the government but as a leader in the government like is the German is Angela Merkel. She's the only one who's actually brought brings up his case every time with uh the Saudi kings. The rest of them just kind of tiptoe around it. They don't do it anyway. Uh, Armin, you want to, you want to ask your next question?
4: Um, yeah, I'll I'll ask it in English first, and then one of you can translate. Um, I mean, even Merkel doesn't seem to like mentioning it. Doesn't seem to have any bite. And given that the given that Saudi Arabia doesn't seem to care much about its international image, and it's even put at the head of the Human Rights Council, um, you know, so it doesn't seem like it, it's getting any. Pushback from for all the crimes that it commits, and is there? And given that all these politicians don't seem to be doing much to pressure Saudi Arabia, is there another way that we could target Saudi Arabia that that actually hurts? Because one thing that we know is that the new crown prince uh, Mohammed bin Salman he seems to um, be very uh, much pushing for this new plan to, you know, divert the. Saudi's economy away from oil in the next 30 years. I think it's called the 30-year plan. And he wants to rely on other industries um, and also tourism. So what do you think about starting a campaign that shames any company that deals with Saudi companies, uh, and on anybody that works with them or goes there and anybody that, uh, like any tourism outlets they have, any tourism Facebook pages or any Twitter accounts that we have to go out and shame them. And in the name of Rafe, basically keep on, um, uh, making it bad PR for any, any tourist company that de- deals with them, any companies that deal with them, making it a nightmare for those, uh, c- private companies. So that way maybe they could feel it in their wallets because Politically, they're not feeling it at
2: all. Is that is that a plan that we could go with? And <laughs> ممكن إن 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 كمحاولة من الضغط على الدولة السعودية بأنه إنه إنه ولي العهد الجديد يريد يحول اقتصادها للنفط خلال الثلاثين عام القادمة هل يعني إذا حتى تغيير في في القضية هل ممكن أن نقاطع أي شركة تعمل مع السعودية أو أو, أو السياحة سياح السعوديين في أمريكا وحزاباتهم في تويتر كوسيلة للضغط لنجعل السعودية تهتم أكثر بحق الإنسان وقضية العفو.
0: بصراحة أنا في نظري إنه يعني يعني قد حصلت قبل كذا حكاية الجلد يوم العالم كلهم بصوت واحد كانوا سواء نشطة حقوق الإنسان أشخاص عاديين. كلهم بصوت واحد ينددوا بحريه رايف فهذا ممكن أن يكون يعني ما في شيء راح يسمعون غير أنه العالم كلهم يهبوا بصوت واحد وهذه يعني حصلت معايا قبل كده أنه يوم ما الناس كلهم اتحدوا وكل العالم طلعوا وتظاهر توقف الجلد وإلى الآن الجلد متوقف فاصوات العالم اكيد لها لها تاثير اكثر من كل المستويات
2: سواء عاديين سياسيين um Sorry, yes so so she's saying that uh like when when people will be united and go with one voice for for uh, freeing rife and we have seen that when many people protested around the world, when he was when when he was uh, getting lashed, and that caused the Saudi government to stop the lashing. When the 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 club Bayern Munich refused to uh, play with the other, so that's a football club and soccer for Americans who are probably watching this. It's called soccer, so football around the world. But uh, so when when they the, when the, when the club refused to play with the the Gulf, the Real Club, the Bayern Munich Club condemned the, the lashing of, of Badawi. So the, these, these uh, things, if, if when, when more people, especially more people in organizations and, and journalists constantly be united in one voice uh, ag- for the cause of Raif, that will play a major cause, co- major uh, rule, uh will play major in, in trying to get Raif out of jail. So
3: our voices matter and we should we should always speak up and we should continue to put pressure
2: especially in one voice and 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 get as many people to to speak out on the same day so
4: that'll send a stronger message. So so okay that's that's great to hear. So given that given that um, our voices towards the politicians um sometimes might not work I also I think that we should also we should figure out any company that is dealing with Saudi Arabia and basically target their accounts and their emails and their twitter and tell them shame them to saying that you shouldn't be dealing with a company that is um having so many human rights violation and we basically but some i don't know with a hashtag like that says not until Raif is free and basically we need to even if we get two one company or two companies to pull their deals away from Saudi Arabia maybe we would encourage other companies to be shamed to do the, to do the same so you know, I saw that you're on on Twitter. You are bringing attention to another human rights case in in Iran with with Mohammad Ali Tahiri. And first of all, I want it, to um, it's so it's so you know, it's so heartwarming to see and kind of you know, it just you have your own case and you're dealing with you and Rafe are dealing with your own case and now you're fighting for somebody else is in trouble. First of all, I can't believe how kind and generous. You know, you two are to 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 worry about somebody else in prison while you are your family is in prison. That's 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 amazing. And I, given that I see that you're bringing so much attention to this, I just wanted to give you this chance to um, tell us about tell our audience about it because I see you're tweeting about it constantly on um, on your account. Um, so if you could tell us about Muhammad Ali Tahiri and uh, what's happening and why you're bringing attention to
2: this. Mr. Ansab, what can you tell us about Ali Tahiri? What is the How can we help or we the situation? There's the who
0: asked me to raise the and to the وفعلاً يعني الموضوع بالنسبة لي أنا مريت بهذا الموقف أنه إنسان مسالم ينحكم تحت تحت حكم أو نظام مجرم بالإعدام بتهمة الردة أنا مريت بنفس هذا الظرف وأظن أنه ما أحد حيحس هذا الإحساس يعني إحساس صعب جداً أنه إنسان يقتل <laughs> أو أو she said that
3: it's obviously a very difficult situation when somebody is imprisoned and sentenced to death just for for having an opinion for for changing their mind, not really changing their mind, because a lot of us were born into the religion. We didn't have an opportunity to make our mind up in the first place. Um, but for just having an opinion, for having an, an idea, that's a reason to be killed. And it's something that she obviously can empathize with, because it's something that she's dealing with, with Raif, and very few people in the world can understand how how difficult that situation is. So that's why.
1: Mm-hmm. Can you can you yes uh, can you explain or Armin can you explain who Mohammad Al-Taheri is just for people who don't know just really
4: quickly. Well, Mohammad al tahiri was just he's just um he's just an ir- Iranian researcher just a guy that with his opinion he published a few things and you know they came and arrested him he's on soli- he's been on uh, sol- solitary confinement for um, more than sixty days. Um, but then he was arrested, but he was then, I think, released and then arrested again. Um, and you know, in Iran, when they arrest you for these things, when it's basically, um, n- no charge at all, they basically call it, um, uh, something, uh, Islamic, which was is it called? They call it like people that are spreading corruption on earth, something like that. Um, and, which basically means that, um, it's a, it's an opinion issue. It has nothing to do. So he was sentenced to death by the Revolutionary Court. And, um, he, he, the charges that he's, he has a diverse, uh, diversionary cult or something. I think he was basically teaching people things. I, um, I mean, uh, maybe Ensof knows a little bit more about this, but he's, he's teaching people things that the government doesn't like. Maybe it's anti-Islamic in their opinion. But he seems like somebody that has caused no harm, and uh, you know the uh, human rights, um, the human uh, UN um, um, human rights uh, officials have said that this is alarming, and it's basically, um, you know, he, this, it's a very another example of people. This is not just Saudi Arabia; in Iran, people uh, will get arrested and and he sentenced to death right now just for having an opinion and telling it to other people. Um, and, you know, we don't even know exactly what he said that, I mean, I don't know. I I looked for it, but he, there doesn't seem to be any specific thing anti-Islamic. It's just they found it questionable. And, and, and I just want to say. And thank, if I
3: could just interrupt you for one second, Raif didn't say anything anti-Islamic either. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But they just, it just so, yeah. But I just want to thank Ansar for, because, you know, this shows how, how kind and sympathetic they are. And, You know, I hope the fact that she cares about other people that are not in her family, I think other people should start caring about her and her family. Even even if even I mean, she cares about people that are not her husband. And we should start caring about people that are not our husbands or not our brothers, not our sisters, not our children. We're, You know, we should start caring more just like her. We should start caring more about each other. And I really and I really admire your sense of kindness. And I hope that please let us know anytime you message us, let us know anything we need to give more attention to any anything we can do please just message us and we'll try to do anything we can do
1: yeah and and rife also even though he's he's in prison, he 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 still you know he's he's always looking out for other people who are in the same situation and he's not just thinking about himself i think that's that's one of the most amazing things about um the the, the whole family
2: yes yeah, so i mean what she what she said simply is that uh it was one of her the students of mr tahari um, emailed her and uh, asked to bring attention to her case, and she and he was accused of a blasphemy. And she said that one of the reasons why she also cares about the cause because she knows exactly the consequences for the families of of the people who 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 face one of their family members get accused of blasphemy. Because unfortunately, Rife has been accused of the same thing. So I know exactly the the feeling, especially for his family and 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 th- these tough moments that that they they're gonna harm another innocent person um and and people are are just watching and yeah that that's kind of what she was saying as as her answer
3: okay yeah. um i I think we should translate to what he was saying about the the generosity of spirit that Nncef has that even though she's dealing you know she's alone with three children dealing with her husband in prison but she still has the capacity and the ability to to look out for other people and, I think
2: it's better and to... be better coming from you because you have a family I'm I'm a single person of color <laughs>
3: I'm going to try but
2: okay give it a try Yasmin
3: and Saf Arman says to you that he because of course, you أكتر من كفاية مشاكل في حياتك، وانك لسه عندك وقت وعندك كيف تقولي يعني
0: إنه مرينا بنفس الظرف ظرف صعب إنه عائلة مر بنفس ال... بنفس الشيء بنفس المشكلة نفس نفس الفقد ونفس ال... يعني شيء صعب فواجب علينا يعني لنا طالما إنه يعني قضيتنا إحنا uh,
3: so she said that, you know, of course she's going to help him. She understands what he's going through and what his family is going through. And gratefully, uh, people are aware of Raif's case and he's getting some support. And so she's hoping that, you know, that she can also do the same for. Um, Mohammed al-Tahiri.
1: That's wonderful. So, Yaz?
3: My next question is, so we have a real problem with, we've had some people on the podcast before from Libya and Egypt and stuff, and and they're talking about how Western, our Western liberal governments do not support secular liberal people in the Middle East and North Africa. Instead, they're supporting the Islamists. So what do you think is preventing Western liberal governments from unequivocally aligning with liberal activists like yourself and Ra'if and al Tahri? And what do you see as the solution? So why aren't they aligning with liberal activists and how can we fix that?
2: Say it uh بس انه ما هو رأيك في من يعني ما شده اللي يمنع الحكومات الغربية الليبرالية من مساعده الناشطين الليبراليين العرب مثلك أو, او مثل شخص مثل رائف بدوي وماذا تجديه كحل هذا الموضوع
0: بصراحة يعني باختصار هو جواب المصالح يعني ممكن انه لعنة النفط ممكن Hey, my
2: knife. she's saying that it's it's mostly about interests and uh maybe it's the curse of oil um but she she doesn't know uh, I mean she said maybe I don't know um and I, I think I think some yeah it's 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 kind of very complicated there's no straight answer for it, but we should go what is the next question sorry
3: you what is the what is your message to the west?
2: سيدة ما هي إلى الشعوب
0: الغرب ودول العالم الأول لديهم واجب أخلاقي تجاه قضية وكل So she's saying that the West and
2: uh, the world uh, for the first world countries. Even though this is not a politically correct term, now it's called the developed world. For those who are politically correct audience, we the term first world is not used anymore. But uh she's saying that the people in the in the in the in the developed world have a a moral responsibility as well as a humanistic one um towards the case of Raif and and and, and, and uh and Tahari and all of those who um, uh, who are under persecution and and not only those who are uh, not just those in government, but every um, he, every human being should um, do whatever it takes. Whatever, sorry, should do something, and depending on the skill that they have. So she's saying that um, the West, as government, and, and those who, uh, first of all, as a government, need to do something. But even the human being, the the the, the average Joe, if they have some skill that they think they can help. Um, Please do.
3: And I just wanted to let our listeners know, for those of our patrons can see the book, but our listeners can hear me say that Raif has a book. It's called A Thousand Lashes Because I Say What I Think. And if you want to just read what Raif had to say in his blog and the reason why he was arrested, you'll find that it's nothing more than just common sense and just very rational typical humanistic values and liberal values and there is nothing inciting or insulting at all in in what he had to say but if you pick up his book then you will be supporting him and supporting Raif's family as well in order to help him in his
2: cause and uh, and most likely we're going to put the book as in the description at the YouTube video so when when people are Listening to this podcast on YouTube and maybe they can find it in the description um, in uh, our podcast. where uh, they can listen to it on Google Play and iTunes. I mean, the book is available on Amazon. I highly recommend it. Um, I think you can also just to mention, uh, Rai Bedawi has a foundation uh, and uh Is is I think the founder and the CEO. Um, so uh, you should go to if you guys are interested in helping the cause. I would highly recommend you going and donating, uh, see if you have some skills that you can connect. I mean, this is a very important cause that all of us in the podcast, and I can speak on, on behalf of sector journalists, Jihadists, we care d- deeply about the cause and we care deeply about um uh, case and Raif Badawi. And I think that if uh, for those who are interested to help, please go ahead and I highly recommend doing whatever it takes because I'm, I work in the human rights world and I know how difficult it is to raise funds and to uh, running around. I mean, I'm always exhausted most of the time because it's not an easy work. So you can make it easier for Insaf and her, and her staff by donating and, and, and supporting their foundation in whatever way possible. Um, so is that the last question? Um, and
1: I, I also want to say the uh, the foreword for Rive's book uh, was written by Dr. Lawrence Krauss. Uh, the theoretical physicist, and and it's uh, really it's it's really good. So you should check that out too when you see the book.
2: Yes, uh, check the book. Check their foundation. You should uh, please. Uh, I mean, even as simple as making a tweet. Uh, go and say like
3: hashtag free life.
2: Free life. Keep keep the cause relevant. I mean, this is one of the things that we need to make sure happening. Is it's like every day, people the Saudis would see the news and there is an article. The Saudis will see the news, and there is a a a, a Twitter campaign. All right, let's let's keep the pressure, guys. Let's let's keep going. Uh, make the make the the case as relevant as possible. Always talk about it. Uh, always mention it. And uh, hopefully, he will be released if there is more pressure applied.
3: That's right. And uh, there is one point that Ansaf made that I forgot to translate, which she said that when they started to lash him because of the reaction that we, because of all of us, we are the ones that stopped him from continuing to be lashed because we spoke out. So just to further Faisal's point, if we continue to keep this activism alive, then we can you know, save, save Raif's life. Sorry, Armin.
4: No, no, actually that's a very important point because you have no idea how many times I get the message that there's nothing we can do, so what's the point? And that's absolute bullshit because he, here you can hear exactly that, no, more attention has stopped Saudi Arabia from doing more lashes. So the attention actually worked. So don't, you have no excuse. Anybody you are, no matter how big or small your audience is, bringing attention to this helps. And one other thing, if if you're listening to this and you have your own YouTube channel or your own podcast or your own whatever blog or whatever, um Try, you could try and you know bring Ensof as a guest and introduce her the story of Raif to your audience as well. Uh, the more people know about this, and encourage your audience to after hearing about your show, encourage your audience to also uh, tweet, bring attention to this, and don't let this story die. Because t- when stories get old, people lose interest. But we should we can't we can't let this story die out.
1: Yeah, and I, I want to actually just show like some of the inside stuff because I, I remember we were all part of uh, January 2015 when they did the first 50 lashes uh, for Rife. And again, the sentence is for 1,000, a 1,000. A and did the, they did the first 50. And at the time, this was just a few days uh, after the Charlie Hebdo attacks. And the Charlie Hebdo, after that, the Charlie Hebdo happened, the, the Saudi ambassador to France was marching in support of charlie abdo and and free speech in paris um and then saf I, I think you might be able to pick up some of this but he was marching there and three days later they lashed rife and and i remember at the time uh you know I, I, and saf and i were obviously in touch alishpo was in touch uh, we went on all of the different tv channels i wrote an article for cnn i went on cnn uh the was on CBC at, at, and SAF was all over the place. All of our other friends were everywhere. I think Fessel was involved. Like we we all really, really went on all of these major media channels. Um uh wrote op eds, made appearances, talked about it. And I I think the morning that I was doing a news, I found out in, in a newsroom while I was waiting for an interview that uh they had decided not to continue the lashing of Rife because of medical reasons. That's the excuse they gave. That was probably true, but I, it it was funny. I mean, not funny. Funny in in a weird way that uh, they said that. Okay, you know, yeah, we lashed him. We basically ripped up his back, but now because of medical reasons, we don't want to make it worse. That's like, a, it. Was it was the most, an
3: arrogance thing, right? They don't want to admit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was. It was. It was completely ridiculous. And from then until now, to our knowledge, uh, this it, it has not happened again. Uh, so it made a difference. And at that time, it was a big thing. It was all over the news. That's why it made a difference. But nowadays, you know how news cycles are. Every week, there's a new story. Something else happens. So it really is up to all of us. Because Rife does. Rife is in jail for doing exactly what all of us do every day. Okay? We, we talk about things. We write. Uh, we have exchange of ideas. But, you know, we get coverage, we get listeners, we get downloads. He gets a prison sentence. So that, that's the thing that gets to me the most is that um, I, 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 I'm doing exactly what he's doing. And I'm living freely. I have my family here. I have my daughter. I, I get to see her every day. Okay. And I see InSAaf uh, and, and I see her kids and we meet them. From time to time, whenever we do, and uh, it's just really, really painful to see, you know, when you see it up close, uh, what they're doing, essentially, because um, Rife wanted to speak his mind and he just wanted to, he just had certain ideas that those people didn't like. So it's it's extremely important. Yeah, for all of us. To this,
2: I've written, I've written an article called Why, Why Raif Badawi Matters, which is kind of a like same as like Why Orville Matters and stuff by Hitchens. But I actually made a case for Raif that is, so even so, if you're a listener who does don't even care about human rights, okay, there is a national security argument to be made of the importance of people like Raif Badawi in the war of ideas against Islamic extremism. So even if you don't even care about the human rights in Saudi Arabia and you think that Saudi Arabia is too far or it's their culture or we should respect it, there is, I've created a, an argument that is purely based on national security of the United States and of Canada and all these Western countries that people like Raif and others like him in their amazing writings of trying to change the mindset of a conservative republic or monarchy like Saudi Arabia they are really saving the next generation for us this is how important Raif
1: is and, and and you you know you know what else the the amazing thing is that the new reform person the new i th- i think it's the crown prince the mohammed bin i forget his name He's, they're instituting, Abdullah instituted the reform. The stuff that Raif talked about is like giving, Muhammad bin Salman. Yeah, giving women the right to vote, giving all of these things that Raif, if you read his writings, everything he talked about, about reforms in Saudi Arabia, they're doing it now. Slowly, they're adding all of those things. So if they're doing the same thing that he wrote about years ago in Saudi Arabia, why is he still in prison? Exactly. Why is he still? You know, they're actually, and, and, um, you know, as they do this, I, I hope it occurs to them at some point that yes, okay, everything we're doing when we talk about reform, you know, uh, in Saudi Arabia, their political system. And again, this is a country where women cannot drive still in twenty seventeen. For those who didn't know, it, 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 everything he wrote about in his book, you know, they're they're making those steps. His his crime is only that he wrote about them well before they got there. Yeah. So.
3: And Raif wasn't just talking about. Issues in Saudi Arabia too. He was also talking about like one of the, one of the things that he brought up was after nine eleven, Saudi Arabia was wanting to fund um, a mosque to be built in on the the space of Ground Zero, and he was saying in Saudi Arabia it's against the law for any churches or synagogues or temples of any sort, any religious places other than Islamic religious places are not allowed to be built at all on the country, in the country. It's against the law. Yet in America, you're now almost like spitting in Americans' faces because Saudi Arabians were involved in 9-11. So you're actually spitting in America's face it by saying, "And we're going to build a mosque there right now. So what he was saying was like, you know, you guys should be ashamed of yourself. What kind of a of a horrible thing is that to suggest? So for him to even talk about that or give his opinion about that was considered something that was against the state. So Raif wasn't only looking out for his own country and his own countrymen. He's talking he was looking out for humanity in general, or he is looking out for humanity in general.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, do people always say they say well why does he do this why is he doing this to give up when he's away from his family and i'll I'll tell you something like the 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 reason we talked about this before the reason that canada and the us and and that all the freedoms that we enjoy is because of people like rife before us there are people for hundreds of years who've who've done the same thing who sacrificed they did and we're sitting here just kind of enjoying the fruits of their labor and their sacrifices um and and that's why we're here and that's why we can actually talk about this openly and that's what he's trying to do. So if, if you want to know how you got here, look at him, and you'll realize
4: right. uh, that this is what it was. Actually, this is that's a very important point because a lot of people start blaming the victim that they say like, why didn't you just shut, shut up? Why didn't you just play it safe? And they don't know what the people that get to say things and are free to say things, every single right and peace and freedom that you enjoy is because one day a person decided to sacrifice their safety, their family, their freedom, and now you get to say, "Sit back and enjoy it," and tell the other people why did they take the risk? Well, you are now enjoying the fruits of the risks that other people took. Stop blaming the victim and do something to help them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: And Saf, شكراً جزيلاً على وقتك. Yani مش um, how do you say Faisal Can you help me out with um, Sacrifices Did she leave?
1: I think she dropped off
3: Oh she's gone Okay I just So thank she goodness Now I can say it in English
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> So I guess she left When we all started speaking in English She got tired of us No
1: she, got, yeah, I, disconnected. she got disconnected
3: Oh yeah, I don't okay know. That don't makes more assume. sense Oh um, no, she
1: wouldn't do that uh, let's see if she can <laughs> it makes uh, an
3: ass out of you and me
1: should we just say like we'd like to thank you and yeah can you can we get her back uh, yeah, can we get her back yeah. so you can tell her all of that because I, I feel like she uh, yeah oh she joined oh there oh she
2: is. good she's come yeah back. hello yeah marhaba and now لا no it's not a problem it's not so her she
3: got she got dropped yeah, out maybe accidentally maybe
1: give her a, a, a um, summary of what we were talking about too that we were just talking about
2: <laughs> and
3: I want to thank her for all of the sacrifices that her and Raif have made for humanity. Like, how do you say "sacrifice" in Arabic? I can't عايزين نشكرك نساف على
2: تضحياتك. تضحياتك لل, للانسانيه
0: انا لا اشكركم على دعمكم للانسانيه كمان واولادك طبعا
3: عشان هم are uh, victims of this whole situation if you could translate that for me
2: please هم اللي اللي, اللي يدفعوا عن عن حقوق الانسان
0: الف شكر لكم وانا بشكر لكم ب Raif
3: and Muhammad and We hope that this yeah, and we hope that this podcast will help in in some small way towards that goal of of Raif and uh, and at tahiri and other victims of conscience to be released and for for us to topple all Islamic theocracies across the planet. Outshallah.
0: The secular jihadists have been made possible thanks to the gracious support of the Illuminati and the great state of Israel. That's what we have been told, but we haven't received our checks yet. In the meantime, we greatly appreciate the support of our current donors. Please consider supporting by sharing the podcast with your fellow heathens, or by donating at patreon.com sjme.